Hey friends, Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast, brought to you by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Today, we are in episode number 10 of season three of the Warrior Hope Podcast. Uh, For the previous two episodes, we've been talking about this idea of moral injury. That is a close cousin. It is a similar yet different soul wound than moral injury. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit more about finding forgiveness and acceptance from moral injury, about getting through that thing. And today what I'm going to do is I'm going to link this together with three different stories of three different people, uh, really uh, in three different eras of combat, three different situations. So let let me tell you who they are, and then I'll introduce you to them uh, as they come online on board here. So Dr. John McCarty is a Vietnam veteran. You're going to hear him. Sergeant Horace Lee served in the Pacific in World War II. And Dr. Lou Ann Bourne, uh, her son, served recently in the Middle East. And so she did not actually serve. It was her son that was serving. So we've got three different angles here. And we're going to deal with the topic of finding forgiveness and hope and healing from moral injury. Now, uh, I'm not going to really define moral injury in this episode. Uh, I will take you to the end of it to kind of the cure, the help, the hope. Um, So if you're wanting definition for moral injury, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning of kind of this three-part series within the season about moral injury. If you're watching, my chair keeps kind of going up and down. Uh, So I'm not really sure what to do about that. If you're listening, uh, you're you're kind of missing out on that fun. I kind of kind of feel like I'm on one of those uh, I don't know carnival rides or something. Probably just need to get a new chair. Would solve that. All right, let me roll into it. This is first of all, you're going to hear from John McCarty. Uh, notice what he says here is uh, so often we think like God's no longer reliable, but he says, hey, actually God hasn't changed. Um, we have changed. I'll, I'll come back after he talks. One of the things um, I've learned over the years and something that whole keep me on a steady compass. We are the one that changed, not God. God is constant. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the thing that keeps me going is to knowing the love that God has for me. I stated early in my comments that nothing that I have done, even in war, will stop God from loving me. Knowing that have been reassuring to me because I I look at the fact when I walk past a mirror and I reflect upon who John McCarty is and I think about some of the junk that John have done. So we are going to, at the end of the podcast, this episode, go back to the idea of God doesn't change. We've changed and we're going to find a hope and a consolation, a reconciliation in that. I want to, uh, with that, shift into, this is Sergeant Horace Lee from World War II, served in the Pacific. Uh, you got to deal with the issues is really what he's going to say. Now, he's going to use this great analogy, flip the page. He's not talking about flip the page just to, okay, I'm over it. You know, that's it, shoving it to the side, but somehow moving through. I I want you to hear his voice because he's going to have some great things to say as we come back to him in this episode. I battle it a lot of times at night 
I just have to ask the Lord to help me flip the page over and get off of the memories and get on what am I what am I gonna do tomorrow? I just flip the Lord helps me, but I just flip the page I see. Now let me introduce you to Dr. Lou Ann Bourne. Uh, and the situation that she is going to refer to throughout this episode with her son uh, who faced a situation. We got a, a phone call from our son and I could hear it in his voice. Mom, mom, something horrible has happened today. First thing, of course, are you okay? No, I'm not okay, but I'm not hurt. I said, what happened? And he began to tell me what happened. They were on a mission and there was gunfire being exchanged from our son's company and a building that the Taliban was shooting out, out of every crevice, every window, every hole they possibly could in this very small village. And uh, our son, Sergeant, told him and t told he and his battle buddy to kick the doors in and, and return fire. And when our son did, he shot at a very tall figure that was shooting at him. And the sand over there is like talcum powder. And so when there's any activity, it makes a sandstorm inside the building. And there was, smoke from the weapons. So when the smoke settled, our son and the company realized that he had shot a little girl, that this Taliban had pulled in front of him as a human shield. Now, now here's what I want to say here. You know, it seems like, uh, you know, McCarty ends up taking the high road here, obviously dealing and has dealt with all of his stuff in, in a healthy way. In fact, there, there is, I'm going to tell you, let you in on it. Uh, there, there's not a, a, a bad ending, uh, so to speak, on any of these three. Um, but, but I do want to say he found the solution. Sometimes we do feel guilt over, let's just highlight this, things of what we do. Uh, he seems to reference that. Uh, sometimes we feel guilt over things that we feel like maybe we should have done that we didn't do. We referenced that as kind of one of the causes of moral injury before. Sometimes we even feel this false guilt. It might be something that was done to us and we feel guilt or shame for that. We shouldn't feel guilty. Nonetheless, we do. Uh, cleansing can still happen from that. What I'm trying to do in this episode is not say, well, you shouldn't feel guilty. If you do, you do. We need to find healing and help for that and and we will. Uh, here's back to McCarty. He encourages us in all of that just to really think bigger. Uh, listen to what he has to say here. And to go and say, okay, but yet I read for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. We love to throw it out there. I wrestle with that. How can a loving God love someone like me enough to let his son die for him? And then I jokingly tell people, I mistakenly start reading the Bible. And as I begin to read it, 
something that really struck me, and I'm still wrestling with today to try to understand. Jesus, before he died, actually asked his father not to let him die. We know it as Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he prayed not once, not twice, but three times. Father, let this cup pass from me. But he ended that prayer in a very powerful way. Not my will, thy will be done. Our God is a just God. And because he's just God, in order for John McCarthy to have a right to ask him anything with an expectation of a good answer, to have a right to what we say eternal life, meaning that when I die here, I will be with the Father forever. His son had to die. John is a sinner. There's no way in the world any man with a good mind would die for John McCarty. But yet a God who knew everything about me wouldn't change the course of history. He let his son die. And you can't tell me he didn't love him because we read earlier when Jesus was baptized, this is my son in whom I love. He clearly tells us he loved, and yet a loving God let his son die for someone like me. And now let's go back to Horace Lee, Sergeant Lee. Uh, he's he's going to give us in a little bit where the spiritual, uh, we, we kind of think spiritual and real are two distinct things. Uh, he's going to show us how to merge those um, this is helpful here. Let's get his voice again. And I got to fix this fence over here tomorrow. I got to castrate those caves out there tomorrow. I just get my, flip the bad thoughts away and take on some new ones. Bring you back to Dr. Luann Bourne. Now, when her son called, uh, he's dealing with issues of morality on various layers. And one of the things you see here is so often, I think growing up, we're told things are black and white. And as you get older, you, you figure out, goodness, like sometimes things are not black and white. Sometimes there are so many different shades. Now, that doesn't excuse wrong. It doesn't write off wrong. It just says sometimes you don't understand everything that's going on until you have every angle on the story and his voice was shaking. He said, Mom, can you get me home? Mom, do you know anybody that can get me home? All of us have a conscience and all of us have a spiritual, moral compass to go by. And when someone violates that, it will hurt them psychologically and morally and spiritually. Our family rules was no drinking and driving. He knew I would have gone and picked him up anywhere. But one night, he broke that moral code and he ran the car into a telephone pole going about 60. He says now that it was intentional that he was trying to end his life. That was the first time. There were many times after that. I think when, when moral injury occurs with a veteran, they are so desperate for the pain to stop. And they're angry. 
they're angry at what ha what has occurred and the anger plus the pain and the hopelessness and helplessness at changing the events propels them into ideas of suicide. And, and now let's shift to Dr. Veaton. We, we've referred to Dr. Veaton. We've pulled out her expertise several times throughout this season. Um, in fact, we've actually even referred to this exact quote. L listen to what she has to say here. My fellow warriors and I, um, we do not deploy fit for full duty, perfectly sane, and come back mentally ill or insane on any level. We come back um, as highly adapted, um, highly uh, developed warriors, and we come back uh, traumatized. Um, the things that we do, that we have volunteered to do, and we would do again on behalf of um, the American public, um, are frequently traumatizing. And when we come home, we suffer. And that is normal. And, and with that, I want to remind you, um, if, if you're dealing with this and, and what these gentlemen have dealt with, it's a, it's a normal response. It would be less normal to not be affected, as, as she says. Uh, it would be, uh, you think going through trauma and not be affected would, would not show health. It would show unhealth. Uh, let's pull back General Mukiyama. Uh, General Mukiyama has been featured in the previous, uh, I think, previous two episodes at least, probably even even more than that. Feel that they have done such bad things that they cannot be forgiven for it. That if people knew what they did, uh, they would be totally rejected. That nobody can love them, and in fact, that God doesn't love them. And, and now the, the shift he explains, uh, John McCarty made that shift. Uh, listen in to what he says here and how he views things. Because the God I have faith in have opened doors for me to be there, have ordered my step and guide me in the right way for me to be there. The wife he gave me when I was young, I met my wife in junior high school. The wife God gave me is the woman who stood by me through all this junk and said, yes, you can. You're going to be all right. You can make it through this. She was a physical example of the love of God because she saw the ugliness. But yet she didn't run. I should say she ran to me instead of from me, put her arms around me and said, we can make it. And that's what God is telling me. God showed me, I will never leave you nor forsake you. At my worst, he was there. And he's still there. Now, the question is, how do you get Luann Bourne's son to that same place in light of what he's experienced? So a dear friend came to me and said, I've heard about a program out in Texas 
it was an unusual program because it doesn't start out as a faith-based program, which was good because it doesn't turn a lot of people off. Eventually, however, the gospel is presented, and since our son was already a Christian, that was great, but it wasn't what he needed. He needed forgiveness. Uh, General Mukiyama is going to clarify post-traumatic stress and moral injury, two different things. You know, with post-traumatic stress, it's a response to an external thing. Uh, sometimes we get triggered where our emotions kind of fire off in the direction based on an external stimuli to something that's happened out there that seems similar to something happening um, now, some seems similar to something that happened in the past. He's, he's clarifying, you know, sometimes that needs counseling. Sometimes there needs to be medication so that you can get the counseling and get the rest, get the sleep that you need so that you can find healing in that area. Moral injury is very different. Here, here it is. The main approach for moral injury is not a medical doctor with drug, but rather it's the forgiveness and grace of a moral authority, a loving God. There was a breaking point for him in the program, however, and all of the people in his group circled around him and he began to cry out to God for forgiveness. And they said to him, we feel that God has forgiven you. And they put their arms around him and held him in a big group hug. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. God has forgiven you. And that was the turning point. He never wanted to kill himself again. He never wanted his life to go down the drain again. All of the punishment, all of the self-punishment, the destruction, all of the thoughts of, of being not worthy were over. And, and then finally realize that in all of this, it is people that express this. So, you know, the, the beauty of it is John McCarty said that, you know, God is constant. He doesn't change, we change. And on that consistency, one of the things he would say is uh, he is always consistently ready to forgive. In fact, uh, you, you might remember 2,000 years ago on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. So that, that was uh, settled 2,000 years ago. It's not something that's waiting to be dispensed. However, uh, what is waiting to be dispensed is our experience of that forgiveness and so often what occurs is it is dispensed and then expressed, clarified, verified, encouraged through and by other people. We literally become the hands and feet of God as we express this to others. I want to give you some tools as we close out this episode of the Warrior Hope Podcast. In the show notes, you'll find, I would encourage you if you're dealing with this and want to look at it from a biblical perspective, uh, this book, Disentangled, is the absolute best tool, best resource that we have. There are links to other things in the show notes, but I would encourage you to grab hold of this um, and then move forward, perhaps even with a group of your own 
on that or join us even for an online study. The links to all of that below in the show notes. Again, I'm Andy Jenkins signing off from the Warrior Hope podcast by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Next week, here's what I want to get into in episode number 11 is sometimes there are areas of gray and it is not all bad. It is not all good. You got to manage the tension. Okay. And I know that's leaving a lot up in the air. I'll explain in the next episode of the Warrior Hope podcast. 